Welcome to the Functional Fitness Podcast with hosts Dave and Paul. This podcast will cover topics on training, nutrition, and mindset with a sprinkle of interesting guests to motivate and inspire you to live a fitter, healthier, happier lifestyle and have fun doing it. professional boxer and Mayo man Ray Moylet. Ray recently completed a great event for charity when he finished 1,000 push-ups in just one hour live and off the ball radio raising over 16 grand for Pieta House and HSE frontline workers in the process. We wanted to chat to Ray about this amazing challenge and about his career to date. Ray has recently became a professional boxer after a decorated amateur career and his story is inspirational and uplifting. Since the podcast has been recorded, he's also became a daddy, so we'd like to congratulate Ray and his wife Sharon on the birth of their baby boy. During this podcast, we talk about everything and anything from mental health to training to nutrition to his highlights during his career so far and his goals for the future. Thanks again to Ray for his time. We wish him the best of luck in the future, his boxing career. He's representing Mayo with pride and doing an amazing job at it. Just to let you know, before we start, we did have some issues with audio, so bear with it. It does drop out at times, but not too much. We hope you enjoy. Please let us know what you think, and please share our podcast with your friends. Enjoy. So, come here. Tell us about the push-up challenge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, something. I'll tell tell you us first, did you actually do it on April Fool's Day? Or is that just... You wouldn't believe how it happened. As in, I, was on, I was on Zoom here or Skype with, with a friend of mine, Denise Mack, from Dublin. We, when I'm up there training, we usually meet for a coffee. She said, we'll have a virtual coffee. We'll talk, chat about it. And she was just talking. She was saying she's going to do a thousand push-ups throughout the day, 24 hours. Not obviously 24 hours, but um, yeah. a 12-hour day while she was up. And she said she's going to give it a go. And I said, oh, that's class. I said, I might do that. I said, see how we get on today. I said, I'll probably do it tomorrow. Just uh, mix up the day. And it's yeah. obviously an extra, it's a challenge. You know, like yeah. we're all, we all have challenges, you know. So anyways, I woke up eight or nine o'clock and I had a message on. I think she was near, just under halfway through her push-ups. And I was looking at this message. I said, what's happening here? Then by 12 o'clock, she messaged and was gone. And I said, I wonder now, could I work something? I said, if she could do it in a couple of hours, I wonder could I do it in an hour? I went for a walk with the dog, and I wouldn't be that brightest crayon uh, dog, so it took me a while to figure out that I need 17 push-ups a minute for 59 minutes. And I said, I could do that. And went for the walk and I with the dog, came back in the evening, and I just set the timer up on my TV and put a bit of music on, and I just went for it. Yeah. And yeah. actually, I was in a world of hurt. I, I, I never had anything. I never experienced anything like it. It was just me and the clock, and it was no time for for break. And push-ups were getting harder, and the rest were getting shorter. So, I, thankfully, I got through it anyway. And I posted up a message on uh, on Instagram saying I had it done. But it happened to be April Fool's Day, and 
people that know my social media knows that it's 50 50 um because uh, i could be inspirational or or i could be a joke so um people didn't know what to make of it it was near like the boy that cried wolf no one believed me <laughs> <laughs> what a day to release it yeah and then after the ball got in touch i know the lads anyway just from being from interviews just in my boxing career and all that and i'm sure they were looking for content as well um, obviously everything is on fire, you know, all the sports are off and they sort of put me up and I said I would like mixing from there, uh, I got legs and then I said I'd raise money for charity, the HSE Frontline and pay the house. In my head I was thinking 5,000, um, I didn't want to put people under pressure, there's so many charity gigs at the minute and lots of people out of work, the last thing I want to do now was put people under pressure. And then I did chat with a few uh, people close to me and we agreed on 10,000 and as soon as I put it up I instantly regretted it I was really yeah. I didn't fear fear um I didn't believe I could re- raise that money I didn't want to put people under pressure yeah I was I was very uncomfortable with it yeah and it was then it, it got legs and it grew legs and thankfully um I think we're up over 16 and a half thousand now at the minute and I'm just I'm in the middle of actually Getting the process of getting that money up to the right places. I'm not just jumping, jumping the gun, trying to get it up. I'm making sure it's being used for what people want to be used for and what's more, what's necess- a main necessity at the minute. So, but the push-up challenge was, uh, I was actually, I think it was 996 or 9- 994. I finished in the hour. I was six or something off in the hour. So, but I, I didn't realize I did it. it I did a two-week gap, two-week break. But I, I wasn't recovered. Um, yeah. By the time I hit 45 minutes, um, I had nothing left. And I had like, I don't know, 150 more push-ups to do. And I couldn't even feel my arms. Like my body shut down completely. Yes. Um, but I know I've talked to a few marathon runners since. And like something at that endurance, um, it takes a couple of months to recover. Like marathon runners run two or three marathons a year because they need to recover and they yeah. need to build up again. I probably did it too quick, but I'm such, it was, it was just a new gig to me and yeah. I didn't know anything about it. But I, I'm, thank, you know what, I'm grateful I got through it in the end. I was a couple of seconds off, but I couldn't believe I got through ah, it. No one cared. No one cared. Is ignorance bliss? Was it a lot easier the first time around? Believe it or not, it was easier the second time around. Was it? I, because I had so much support. There was yeah. neighbors clapping outside. I was listening to Off The Ball Live and all the, the, the guests coming on speaking. I heard the money going up. It was very easy to do it. But my body just let me down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the first time, I was doubting myself. I wonder, could I do it? I wonder, can I? But as soon as I knew I did it once, yeah. I, I, I'll do it for the rest of my life nearly. But once my body let me. But my head was definitely 100%. But it was, it was harder the first time around, even though I completed it easier. But it was yeah. actually easier the second time around, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it does, it does. And it, it sounds okay. You're like, 17 push-ups. Oh, yeah, that's not too bad every minute. Then you realize you have to do it for 59 minutes. You're going, all right. The, break, the, break, the push-ups get slower and yeah. the breaks then get shorter. So it just yeah. becomes just a, a, a mess, as in a mess. And it's, it's survival then at the end, you know. But look, it was a challenge. Yeah. I think everyone could relate to it. Everyone can do push-ups. Um, it was, I had no equipment, no anything. I was here in, the, in, my, in my sitting room and... I think everyone in the whole world has done at least one push-up. So it wasn't like I went and climbed Mount Everest and said, oh, wow, that's great. But it wouldn't really resonate with them because they can't, can't relate to it. So yeah. I think people could relate to something like this. So it was good, yeah. 
have you ever been to that place mentally during your trainings? <clears throat> Different no, type of training probably for you, but... Yeah, never, never that place in my training. Um, the, probably the closest I was to that place was when I got dropped or knocked to the ground at Castle Bar um, for the home in 2018. Um, I got up, but I didn't really know what I was doing. But I, yeah. I, 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 I dug deep and I summoned something inside that I didn't know I had. And by the time I was up and moving around and back in the corner for the rest again, um, so that was close to it. Whereas this, I was staring at the clock and I was constantly doubting myself. So it was nearly, it was nearly instant, instant accessing. But the other time it was day. Mm-hmm. I know it's more complicated, but yeah, yeah, so yeah. I got up, I got up off the floor in Castle Bar, but I didn't realize what I'd done until maybe a minute later. Whereas this, doing the push-ups and looking at the clock was was instant feedback. It, it was, it was just on there full time, and it was, it was very different. Yeah. And, I was constantly doubting myself as well, um, doubt and everything, and panic, and I was getting into panic mode because I didn't know if I, if I could do it. Um, and then you're live on bloody off the ball. Oh, but this this was actually the first time. Oh, this is the first, first time. time. I wasn't live, and I was accountable to no one. Yes. I didn't tell anyone I was doing it. Yes. Um, I just put myself. I'm my own biggest critic. Like, yeah, yeah. I still I haven't. I probably haven't got a full night's sleep since I missed them six push-ups and uh, <laughs> um, live and off the wall. You, know? you could see and, it was hurting you, all right. Yeah, and and you know what? The main, like, the most important goal was we raised the amount of money we raised. That's unbelievable. But I'm I'm very critical. Most athletes, are, most athletes are, very not to be happy with what you have, but good to be content as well. I am content, but I would, I, I still, I'm looking for another angle now to see what I can do. Yeah. Yeah. Good. 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 Uh, yeah. Honestly, over sixteen thousand for Pieta House and HSE Frontline. Fair play to you. It was serious. Like, like, as I was saying, five thousand is a massive amount of money, and that was the figure in my head. And I was yeah. wondering, I wonder would I be able to reach that? And like. You it do, you don't know what it means to me. Like it's probably my biggest achievement to date. Um, everything in my life that was one hour there, and for the people that supported me, like, I didn't raise any money. I didn't hand in any money. Everyone that handed over money that they earned, that they supported, that's um my biggest achievement. That they trusted me with that and they supported me with that. Like that's. Like how could like that's unbelievable to to have that that people respect that you so much and they and they, and they support you so much that that's a dream come true right there. No, it's amazing. Yeah, no, it's amazing. Fair play to you, honestly. It's, yeah, thanks it's, a million, Dave. Appreciate it, bro. It's, Thank you. It's serious going. Um, how has your training been affected then since lockdown and stuff? Or what have you been doing? What's it look yeah, like? Training, training is affected. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to say here I'm training um at max every day. I'm not. Um, thankfully I have. I have a rowing machine here and I have my barbell and a few weights, a few kettlebells, a few dumbbells and a spin bike. So I'm, I'm lucky that I have enough equipment to keep me going, boxing bag as well. I have enough equipment to keep me going that I can tie over. Yeah. So the, I'm just, and that's exactly all I'm doing. I'm tying over. Yeah. So I do one session a day, whether it's a run, whether it's a hit circuit or whether it's boxing or whether it's strength. I try in 45 minutes, give or take, do it and park it. I won't make those sessions over the boxing bag and I won't go for a run. You know that kind of way. Yeah, 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 the, yeah. the days are long and the weeks are long. So I try and just do something 
more or less from my head. My body is going to, I'm just trying to keep that the same as it is. That when the opportunity does come to fight, September, October, December, whenever it is, that I'll have eight or nine weeks that I can just um, hit high performance and go to the peak. But until then, I, I, I'm, uh, you're wasting your energy trying to even chase peak. So when the time comes that I'll need to be in the gym seven days a week, I, I'll want to break from it. So I need yeah. to be very careful yeah. with that. Yeah. But we all know mental health is massive at this minute and everything is, everyone has slowed down. We're all in this little box now. Yeah. So we need to be, you know, me and my wife here, we, thankfully we're getting on great, but there's some days that we kill each other for, yeah. Yeah. someone yeah. might put the cup in the wrong place. For yeah. over nothing, yeah. No, not obviously not. Small things. Yeah, so it's just, we need to be very careful with that. So it's nice to get out for your run. It's nice to go hit the bag for a few few rounds or whatever you need to do. But I don't think I could spend this time eating rubbish, um, drinking bottles in the evening or whatever. Like I couldn't imagine how my, my head would be if I yeah. was to, to neglect myself and say, I'll do that now when the, when the, when the ban is over and when all this is over. Yeah. You know, I think it's too late if you're waiting for all these for this for this lockdown to lift to start something i think you need to start now and then when the lockdown lifts you can improve it but you're not gonna you need to be able to hit the wrong run when, when the time comes but i'm a professional athlete and i find it hard to train um so i, I can't imagine you're joe down the road yeah. um i'm sure he finds it hard to train as well but it's important to try and give yourself that hour 45 minutes a day whether it's going out for a walk with the dog or whether it's going for a short run. It doesn't really matter. But just to be able to give yourself the time, your head space, and your body will, will catch up. Yeah, no, yeah. It's, it is. It's, it's for the six inches from the head down. Like, it's, that's what, oh, what training is at the moment. And people so are finding it so hard because they're bloody in their living room. Their kids might be laughing at them. They're, they've turned their home into a gym, into an office, into whatever else. But again, you have to bring it on what you want to focus on. So do you either want to focus on eating crap and drinking every evening or just tidying yourself over for the next few weeks or do you want to maintain focus on keeping your energy up create that energy you know yeah. and what you're saying there is absolutely spot on and don't get me wrong so again when i came back from boston i was everything my whole world was falling down around me fight was called off lockdown was coming in everyone was losing jobs and i was in two weeks isolation here in the house on my own so i was drinking and i was eating rubbish and it was probably the worst two weeks of my whole life with everything. And not because of anything anyone else done, but I no need for it. And I could have very easily stayed in that room um, if I wasn't capable of getting myself out of it, figuring out that this obviously wasn't for me. And so I needed to get back training. I needed to get back. Now, when I say eating clean, I'm not talking about watching my food. I'm eating normal, but I'm not going... Um, the biscuits every every half an hour you know i i, I get i eat biscuits every day um and i just eat normal but i'm not I'm not punishing myself or i'm not yeah. i'm not you know that's uh, that's how the most you, important thing how did you stop the trigger to get yourself back on on track so obviously you've, you've hit a speed bump you had a fight booked uh the fight's off lockdown is on no fight for the current future like what what do you say so you've said fuck it obviously yeah i've got no fight i'm able to have a drink i'm able to relax whatever whatever how do you then go back and say right this is this has to stop i need to get back on track where's the trigger for that for you 
Um, so I did two weeks of that. And as I said, it was probably the worst two weeks of my life. And then, so Sharon, my wife, came back in, back to the house. And I just sort of, it was just an accumulation of things. that, But I knew, my body knew, and I knew already. I didn't need someone to tell me anything. Um, but when she came in, that was sort of the new adjustment that I needed just to, to, just to get me off that sink more so than anything. And then once that happened, then I wiped everything. So it wasn't one thing. Um, and I already knew it, or I just needed something just to come on. Get you back in line with your purpose yeah, and your yeah, focus. Yeah, yeah. And I, I just needed to be accountable. Because as I said, I was in here in the house on my own and feeling sorry for myself. Don't get me wrong, that's what I was doing. And there's far, far bigger things to play here than me missing out in a fight. You know, there's, there's, people, there's people getting sick, there's people dying, there's families not being able to see each other. They're like, how could I be so selfish to be thinking about myself? You know, so that was that was one thing. And my I been not having energy to get up and, and wash the wash the plates that I was eating with, that's another thing. So it was very easy to make the transition once I once I copped out myself. I did yeah. need to throw yeah. the plates out of the pram and then figure out, you know what, this is not worth it. I need to get back to what I was doing and when I was when I was happy. Again, when you have a strong why like you have it's a lot easier to say no, to stop that trigger and to get back onto the path where you know you're going to be uh, more productive and more successful. Yeah, and, and like, so Sharon, she's, she's, um, she was seven months pregnant or just a bit oh, less congrats. than that. When she came back in house, so she's due now in a couple of weeks. So, Brilliant. Yeah, so things are... You just want to be sleeping now, buddy. Just sleep. Don't be worried about training. Don't be worried about anything else. Thing. Just sleep. That's what everyone says. But like, how could I be then useless around the house? And she's, you know what I mean? I need to yeah, be, yeah. I want to be a leader here. So yeah. that's what I, I need to act like a leader. I need to be responsible. I need to shape up. So um, that was another, that was obviously, that's the big why in my life as well. Um, but it just, it was once I, once, we all know the right thing to do. Like it's not, there's no rocket science. There's no secret here. It's just you need to figure out the best way of doing it. And that's my, it came to me when, when she came back into the house. That was it. And Camille, you spoke like about accountability. Is there anybody holding you accountable at the moment to your training? Or is Pascal setting you any goals? Or have you programs? Or how does that look? The only one that ever is a, keeps me accountability is myself. Okay. Professional boxing is... It's like, I don't know what it's like, but you're only cutting yourself. Like, there's no point not training. And everyone's there to help you and to guide you. But ultimately, if you don't want to do it yourself, or if you're taking shortcuts, you're going to be the one that's punished. Now, thankfully, Packy Collins, he's in touch every day, gives us little targets and just to try and keep us... My own training plan is my own training plan, and it's working for me. But I'd be a fool... To, to blame someone else because I wasn't ready when the time comes, you know. So, and I'm not going to like the same as who had it's there's a lot of ways of making a living. And for me to leave it all and uh, try and leave it all for the last week before before a fight would be, would be a suicide, really. I've, I've put so much into this that I'm aware that I need to keep that I need to stay on this level. And then I can, and then I can up when I need to. But 
I've made too many mistakes on this and I, I have neglected my training before and it didn't work out too well for me. So I've learned from previous mistakes. Yeah, well, that's all we can do is keep learning. Come here, tell me the difference between your amateur days. You're two years professional now, are you? Or is it three? Yeah, yeah I'm three. Three, yeah. Three. <clears throat> so tell me like the difference between the amateur Ray Moylet and the professional Ray Moylet, training-wise. Yeah, the amateur Ray Moylet was part of a uh, high-performance structure team. We were told what to do, which it, what to wear, where to be. It was yeah. very professional in itself, like. Very professional, but very structured. We were part of a team, and the team was going well, you were going well. Um, if you didn't want to train today, you could figure ways of getting out under the net. Um, use the cover of the big team to to maybe hide away from myself and shy away from the ma the main goals. Um, where so again, we got paid for training, got paid that time. Blah. Well, the one or last the fights, it didn't matter. You still got paid. Um, if you missed a week training, that's all right. You can come back next week. There's no problem. Um, that's probably why I didn't reach me. my true potential as an actor because it also worked, but um, I didn't reflect it for what it was. So professional boxing is completely different. As I said, this is all me. I have no one to blame for anything. Um, I only get paid when I fight. I only fight when if you only get fights in if you're winning. So everything is on a you're very accountable to yourself. I like that accountability and I like that responsibility that I, I think that they kicked, they kicked me up the arse and I, 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 made, I made sure of what I wanted, you know. So I think it made a difference with me, definitely. You're fully accountable for everything you do, whereas in the amateur setup, I was part of a team and we got the yes. blanket cover. So it's just, I think, and it suits me to be accountable and responsible. I think people like, people like responsibility and I think people thrive on that. And I think I'm one of them that... Obviously, I haven't, I haven't thrived yet fully, but I, I enjoy being responsible for myself, yeah. You've made no. a great start, though. You're probably you're happy with your start. Um, 12 fights? Yeah, 12 fights, 12 fights. Um, but again, you're only as good as your last fight, and I was better in my last fight. And then we'd mix up with management, mix up with visas, the coronavirus thrown in there. So that was a year and a half that's been taken from me with no fight. Um, so a little bit frustrated, but... I, I I know the opportunity will come again for me to fight and please God I'm ready to take the opportunity so and if I'm not that's my fault that's what we have to look at um, I need to get something from it something a little bit more before I leave and throw in throw up the gloves yes um, actually you've got to... 10 years yet buddy <laughs> I don't think I've ten. I, <laughs> I, I probably have two or three years, and uh, I think I'm going to have to go play doing something else after that. Yeah, two or three years, and we'll take it from there. Yeah, you'll do it, bud. You'll do it. Talk to me about like uh, training camp. How long would they last for? Yeah. So in terms of training, training camp is something that's thrown around a lot. Um, we used to do training camps in the amateur team. We might go someplace for two weeks before competition. So let's say if the competition is in Mexico, um, we need to go over and climatize. We go there for two weeks before, and then we start competition. That's training camp. Whereas being a professional athlete now, every week is training camp. You train okay. four or okay. five days a week in Dublin. That's sort of, you're in, lock, you're in lockdown, whatever it is. 
and you come home your weekend, you do your few bits, and you go back up again. Um, so training camp is it's a word that's thrown around a lot in professional yeah. boxing that only maybe five percent of the actual athletes um, can actually benefit from it. So would you stay as close to your fight weight as possible throughout the whole? Um, on paper, I meant to. <laughs> yeah. So what um, do you fight at? I fight at 140. Which and what are you walking around at? Stone. I walk around just over... What are, I'm 11 stone, so about 154. Okay. Um, so, so you nearly have to lose a stone before you get into the ring. Yes, yeah. And actually, the last fight in Castlebarra was at 135, so it was 9-9. Nine, nine, and I was actually walking around 11.5 stone, so I had to drop two stone for that fight. So that was a bit of a mix-up on my bin. Now, that, that was my fault. No one else's fault. So I obviously, I went on honeymoon, and I abused myself. <laughs> I was eating ice cream. Um, <laughs> So that was that was my own fault, but uh, yeah, a stone is is the general. Yeah. Um, it, there's a science behind it, and I've done it for so long that I know it. Um, I know it offhand, but for me to go and tell you how to do it, it would be more difficult. Yes, and do you use nutritionists, or is it just through your own education you know what to eat to lose that weight and to get um, yourself to the place? I have used nutritionists in the past and I have taken a bit, I've used a handful of them and I've taken a bit from them all and I've used it to, for something that works for me and adapts for me. Something that works for me might work necessarily for you and there's not, there's not a, a list as in this is what you do and that's the only way you can do it. There's, there's nothing like that. Every boxer is different. Okay. Cool. And what, and would what, your, were, what would your day's food look like when you're cutting like that, when you're trying to lose that stone? I'm just trying to get into the mentality yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. A lot of our people, their main goal would be a stone, a stone and a half, you know? And for a lot of people, that would be really, really difficult work. Um, and you can do it in, what, three weeks? I can do it in three weeks, but I can put it back on in three days. I've, I would so, guarantee you that, yeah. So yeah, what do you look like I when you're... More. Yeah. What does the, what does those days and what's the mentality like when you are that disciplined and what's your what kind of food are you eating and what what kind yeah, of so you? I usually have one carb so that's and I try and hold I try and eat porridge something that'll fill me up for a couple hours I do intermittent fasts as well so my last meal is at six or seven in the evening and don't eat twelve or one the next day so I have a short window there which is usually porridge and it's usually then basic chicken or any type of meat and then just green salads, yogurts, a handful of nuts, loads of water, six and seven liters of water a day. So tea, coffee, everything. So you're constantly drinking to fill yourself up. Yes. So now that's that's it's practical for that, but it's not sustainable. So yeah. as for your listeners now, I wouldn't advise it at all. No. Not no. eight hundred or twelve hundred calories anyways. That would Definitely be not. no no. Disaster. And that's and, but that's only for the last couple of days now. But yeah. up to that, I'm probably on 2,000 calories, but I'm probably burning 1,200 12, calories a day as well. So yeah. everything is, is monitored tight. Um, but it's not... It's, it'd be wrong for me to tell you this is what you tell people now to lose weight. Well, no, 100%. I agree, yeah, with that. Yeah. I agree with that. What I'd be more interested in is how, how, how do you find the intermittent fasting actually limiting yourself to like an eight-hour window? Does that make it easier for you? Oh, yeah. I love it. That's by choice. And again, that works for me. That mightn't work for, for Sharon. So that's sort of my mindset as well. I can, I can 
I, but once I eat it, I'm, I need more of it and I need to eat. And it's just the way, it's just the way I work. I know, I hear you, know, you yeah. yeah. So I've often, I've often went, I've, I did actually for my last fight, I did, I did three 24 hour, 23 24 hour fasts in a row. Yeah. Yeah. In a row. Yeah. Yeah, so I ate at 12 o'clock. I ate about 600 calories at 12 o'clock for three days in a row So in the afternoon. So that was that. And now, obviously, we know that was the end. But I could do it. And yeah, the intermittent yeah. fasting is easy because I know it's an end line as well. I know it's only for five days. Um, and then you could do it. Will yeah. you do it every day? Maybe not. Um, and... But just once I start eating, I like to eat. I like to eat loads and be full, and then I'm done. So it's good for you to have a cutoff point and say, eight o'clock in the evening, done, finished. Yeah. But now I don't be eating constantly until eight o'clock. Yeah, yeah, no, I know what you mean. Two meals. I'll have my two meals. I'll have a good breakfast. Like, there's loads of eggs and whatever else, and that's done. And then I'll have my, my meat later on. Um, or porridge, it depends on the day it's gone. But I... I they're two good big meals. I don't really feel like you're missing anything. And yeah, yeah. I sleep well as well. So when you're in hard training and you're not eating much, um, rest is very important. So I could sleep for, for eight or nine hours or ten hours some of the days. So, you, you know, that's that's really not to be eaten at any time you're there as well. So. What kind what of things do you do for your recovery? Do you do any, like, Cairo spras or...? Um, I don't actually do enough. I probably don't do enough. I do bits of stretching here. Um, on the floor, and I do. I get probably get a. I get a massage once a week of a friend of mine, Ray Mac. Um, he just literally railroads me for forty-five <laughs> minutes there, and just puts me back into track. See, I'm training every day, and I'm probably lazy in terms of stretching and looking after myself. And I don't have it's really boring patience. stuff, isn't it? It's it's boring, and I don't have patience for that for that um rehabilitation stuff, or you know the. I just when I'm doing it every day, I, I find it hard to to get excited. Time, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. just do it. I do enough to obviously get me ready for the session, train hard, and then I know by the end of the week, I know I'm going to get a good rub done. Come here, a lot of people that'll be watching this, our Castle Bar members and stuff like that, will have known that you had your own gym in Westport, Stingrays, wasn't it? Yeah, Stingray. Yeah. And I just kind of want to know. The difference for yourself between being a business owner and being a professional athlete, like how you found this, the stresses, the stresses, the pressures. It obviously put a lot of pressure on your own training. I think that's the main reason why you sacked it at the end of the day. But just talk to us about being a business owner and that kind of difference. Well, I, actually, life. I actually set up Stingray Fitness after I went down to you guys in Balna. You showed me all your setup, and I looked. Uh, I couldn't believe how 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 well it worked, how, how great it was, and. And so it's from yourselves that you, you guided me too. So thank you very much for that. Um, so I started um, in Westport Stingray Fitness Academy, I think 2012 I started. And um, it, was, it was easy enough to, to manage both earlier on. Even in my amateur career, I, I managed both because I was in Dublin just for a few days and I could sort of come and go as I wanted. I started the amateur setup in. As soon as I turned 2017, um, the shit hit the fan then, and it was either commit to one of them. Um, so I needed to be in Dublin training for myself, and I was paying someone to do my work here. Um, I, wasn't, I wasn't busy enough either then to, to be able to subsidize both. 
and sometimes when I wasn't there, some of the members weren't coming either because they wanted to come in and train with me as well. And like it was a very personal business um business model. Everyone that was there were friends of mine and they were training with me. Um so I couldn't I was falling I was I was falling between two chairs trying to be the running the gym and be the owner and be there um every day or trying to invest in myself and put in put into this boxing career. Like there was some some days I, I had to come down from Dublin to do a, a spin class in the morning at half six, one class in the day because I couldn't get cover to do it. Um, and obviously I didn't want to let my members down. So I lost three days training in Dublin I had to come down to one class for boxing. But I knew this is a short window. I could always come back to that at some point again. Please God, all going well. Um, but I, I had a short window to put into this and I wasn't going to have to do anything. Anyone yeah. who knows me and knows yeah. I go in two feet first. And then I'll ask the questions, you know. Yeah, so yeah. I just had to have to see it out to the end and know that I put 100% into it and then I can come back maybe to that again. But very difficult to try and do, to be two different people and to do, try and do two things at 100%, no matter what it is. And it, it, it probably didn't align with your why either. And you were probably, you were being pulled more towards the box and then the box and why was a little bit stronger, I would say. So it comes back to, again, what we started with, your why being your purpose and your function and what's going to drive you and make you get up and get out and train and eat healthy and do all the rest of the... Yeah, yeah. I suppose I actually never thought of it like that, you know, and that was it, like, I was was frustrating. I was training athletes and I was training people, but it was frustrating because I knew I had more to offer and I was helping them and training, but deep down in my head, I knew I had to give my own sport. So I couldn't, I wasn't even fully content with it. So... I had to make the call. Um, Were you really too? Honest. Yeah. What age are you? 22, 23? I was 22 when I started. Yeah, yeah. I'm gone. I'm just gone 30 now. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> Come here. What's the, um, what's the future plans? Obviously, just to get a bloody fight under your belt. But what would yeah. be like... Um, I'd hope to break into some world ranking by the end of this year. Now, that was before the shit hit the fan, as yeah, I yeah. said. Um, yeah. I'd hope to get into a position where I can fight for an American title, a European title, or a r- along them line. I'm actually working with Western Care at the minute. Um, I'm actually working full-time now because, as I said, I haven't fought for a year and a half. I only get paid when I fight, so I had to make adjustments there. But ever since this, this lockdown came in, I've actually been on full-time because I'm, I'm not, I'm obviously not in Dublin anymore. So... There'll always be ways of getting paid and those ways of working, but I have a I have a short career now and I have a short window here to try and build some more experiences and yeah, tell yeah. these stories in a few years' time. Yeah, that yeah, I think that's yeah. important too, you know. That's what you'll remember at the end of the day, isn't it? What's your biggest or your greatest or your most proudest boxing memory to date? Tough one. You said you weren't going to put me on the spot. Tough one. I have more now in a few minutes to put you on the spot even more. Um, there's, there's three. There, there has to be three. Castle Bar. The fight in Castle Bar. That were walking out. The, 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 wall, the ring walk that time was something you'd see in, in a film. Eight. Gladiator. It, it was just, I was invincible. Didn't matter. I got knocked down. Got up. 
I got bet. It doesn't matter. That experience will live with me yeah. until the day I die. That's one. Um, I remember fighting in the Europeans in 2011. Um, I boxed a Russian lad. It was actually for the medal, for a bronze medal in the quarterfinal. And I remember winning and all of them. And I borrowed a phone and I rang Sharon, my, my girlfriend at the time. And I just in the bathroom um, after winning the European medal. And that guaranteed 40,000 euros as a grant for next year. So that was massive for a Manhattan two together this anyway and I rang my wife Sharon and I was in the bathroom and no one spoke English around me because it was out in Turkey and I just remember crying on the phone in the bathroom after yeah. winning a fight for you know yeah. that that was back in 2011 that was yeah. what nine years ago now but yeah. I'll always remember that crying in the bathroom with joy that was one and then number three was actually winning the world title in 2008 in Mexico became a world for Ireland, the first ever world champion in the amateur game. Like that was, I came home to I came home to a big crowd in the airport, um, a police escort into into Ilnady and Westport, and like at 18, you know, I didn't know whether the was going, but that was that was unbelievable. Like to, to experience something like that so young, and that was. They won the football team coming in. It was me. Yeah. Um. So, but I didn't know yeah. how to react to it. But it was that they're like their memories that will stay with me for the rest of my life. Yeah. So I couldn't pick one over the other there. Now yeah. there are three very special things to me. Yeah. Legend. Now it's time to start making some more after we get out of this. Yeah. Please God. Please God. Yeah. I have You're ten. Ready. I have ten questions for you. Right. Right. We do this with our member. Quick fire questions. Um, right. One, your favorite exercise? Uh, in the gym, we'll say. Sorry? In the gym, we'll say. Uh, the speed ball. Okay. Thank nice one. Nice and handy. Make you feel like Rocky. Yeah, yeah. Your least favorite? Uh, burpees. Oh, you won't be on your own there. Uh, go to healthy dinner? Uh... Uh, some sort of chicken dish. I don't even know. Simple. Uh, simple chicken and broccoli. As in healthy. You said go to healthy dinner. Yeah, just something basic. I'm I'm very clean. Very basic eater. Whatever's there, I can have some sort and I'm happy. Okay, go okay. to takeaway or takeaway. I'm a Domino's pizza man. <laughs> Hard to beat it. Yeah, yeah. I would be yeah. one myself. Um, tips for isolation. Have you any tips for our guys for isolation? Um, give yourself an hour every day to do something just for you, whether it's to read a book, whether it's to go out for a walk, whether it's to educate yourself. Uh, movie or Netflix recommendations? What are you oh, watching? I'm on the series season 10 of The Sopranos at the minute. Oh. Um, yeah, it, it took me a while to get in. It took me a while to actually get myself around in it, but... To commit to far, it. Yeah, to commit to it, that's the word. As far as I um, can reckon at the minute, it's the best TV series of all time. Okay. Just for the story, yeah, the way it's told. Okay, savage. Uh, any book recommendations? Um, the Art of Learning by Josh Watskin. Lovely. Um, he was a, a, a master chef, uh, a chess player, and... Uh, um, some sort of martial arts push hand it's called he was world okay. champion in that and okay. it's it's an amazing book it just breaks down 
how we learn things and why we learn things and how to how to learn things. Love it. Com- combat sport and chess. Um, very good. Really brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Uh, favorite hobby outside of training. Um, favorite hobby. I don't know what hobby I have. Um, I suppose I love going fishing and all that. Just myself when I when I was fishing for pike or whatever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I have I haven't done it for a while. Um, and it's something I need to get back doing. But yeah, that's something Perfect. I. Perfect. Bit of fishing. Uh, tell us something we don't know about you already. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. We're on the spot with this one and on the spot with the next one. <laughs> this is what we're, we're here for, the pressure, putting you under pressure. Um, <laughs> well, I, we didn't know you worked in Western Care, that's for sure. Yeah, um, I, uh, I used to be afraid of the dark until I was about... 16 or 17, wouldn't afraid of the dark. I wouldn't go outside, wouldn't do anything. Um, I was this top level doctor that people used to say, look, oh, and I was actually afraid of the dark. When, uh, so it's only in the last couple of years I've sort of got my head around it. But yeah, afraid of the dark and afraid How of, did you overcome you know, it? I just sort of had you to. yourself had, to it more? Yeah. Growing up, I heard, they used to hear stories and different things and we come from a religious house and I, different things like uh, that I would have heard and seen that I uh, yeah it just uh, got me when I was young and it, I carried it with me until I was probably 16 or 17 until probably I met my girlfriend here I sort of had to cop on more so than yeah anything, yeah, yeah. Um, now I'm not I'm not 100% comfortable but okay. I'm way better than I am but I was afraid of the dark yeah. okay okay and last one have you got a bad joke for us Bad joke. <laughs> I have all the, all my jokes are probably bad. What? Oh, what? On the spot. On that's, the spot. That's wicked. That's wicked. For <laughs> um, I actually have. I I actually I tell jokes every day of the week. Too many to remember. That's the problem when you have to remember one. <laughs> what the hell? Oh, I don't even. <laughs> I've never been put on the spot like this. I've never been speechless. <laughs> um, oh, what the hell? This has never happened before. <laughs> oh. I don't know. Can I? Don't even... worry about it. Don't worry. <laughs> you were the first man that ever got me speechless. I've done a thousand interviews. <laughs> never before. And a man that tells jokes all day. You'll you leave I this said, house. You'll I be like, jokes, I should have told him that. I should have told him that. I won't sleep. You want to, this is going to be uh, some more uh, sleepless nights. You can text it on to me and I'll add it in underneath. Okay, <laughs> okay I'll have to do that. Oh, my God. Listen, thank you so much. You've done an hour. That's all I want from you. Thank you very much for the call. It's always great to chat with you. Thank you very much. Absolute hero. And listen, hopefully we're not too long in this and you get back on track and get a fight before the end of the year and get your ball rolling again. Thank you very much. And I look forward to hopefully seeing you soon again. Catch up for a coffee or something. Appreciate it, Ray. And well done on that money as well. You're you're giving people inspiration and a bit of positivity in a dark time. So... Fair Thank play you so much. Appreciate that. Best of luck, Nice one, dude. Talk to you soon, buddy.